and welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. The fall edition of our magazine had fun with the theme of rock, paper, scissors, and included stories about everything from a wall of scissors to a waffle rock and a paper house. In this podcast, we visit with Edna Bowden, who is the current caretaker of the paper house which is located in the scenic seaside town of Rockport, Massachusetts, just north of Boston. What started out as a summer project in the 1920s became a lifelong passion for an engineer named Ellis Stenman, who used over 100,000 pieces of newsprint to complete the project. His grandniece, Edna, tends to the family heirloom, which is open to visitors from April through October. This podcast is sponsored by... Legal Wheels. They help you save time and money when dealing with today's most frequent vehicle-related legal matters. Coverage includes repossession, lemon law matters, document review, and many more for as low as $49.95 annually. Visit them at MyLegalWheels.com. American Road Trip Talk takes us today to Rockport, Massachusetts, and to a, a rather remarkable building there called the Paper House. And I'm speaking with Edna Bowden, who is the current caretaker of the house. Edna, how long have you been the caretaker of the Paper House? Oh, about 20 years, I guess. And it, it was something you inherited uh, kind of coming down in the family, wasn't it? Yes. Who had done it before that? Oh, my mother and my aunt. Now, do you live near the house? Next door. Oh, right next door to the house. It looks like right. a, a remarkable little place. And uh, it is open for, I understand, for visits uh, during what times? Well, we are open from the first weekend in April until the last weekend of October, every day. Wow. That is quite a, a, a task to carry on. And you've carried that on for how many years now? Well, about 20, but the uh, the tours are self-guided. Ah, so people just kind of go in and out whenever they please. Well, ah. between the hours of 10 and 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you describe for the people who are listening, uh, we have an image of the house and of some of the articles in the house here, but uh, tell people a little bit about what this house is and how it came to be. Well, it, it started actually just as an experiment. This, uh, my, my great-uncle just he was a curious kind of a person and he was making himself a little summer cottage and he thought that the paper would be good insulating material mm -hmm. people used to put it under like the linoleum and under their rugs in their houses mm -hmm. and uh, he just made these little wall panels out of the newspaper and nailed them up onto the frame of the house because it's a regular wood framed house but instead of having walls made out of wood it has walls made out of paper you know 1922 when he started doing that how long did it take him to build the in or to cover the entire inside of the house well it, it just took him two seasons to you know get the house finished mm -hmm. and then he kind of started making little pieces of furniture and one thing led to another and that was a 20-year project. I understand that the, the, in the house, it, it is more than just covering the walls, that the actual furnishings of the house are made out of newspapers. Right. Yes, they are. And the walls aren't actually covered with paper. The walls are paper. Oh, I see. It's My... just like a two-by-four frame. Mm -hmm. 
and then the the paper material was made in kind of like plywood sort of style. It's just layers and layers of paper, and they're like maybe four or five feet square. And he just used those panels to make the walls. How did he stiffen the paper in order to make it rigid enough to become a wall? It's just, I guess, so many layers of paper. There's, um, according to the literature, there's over 200 sheets of paper in the thickness of the wall. Wow. And he just kind of laid them all out and folded and overlapped them in who knows which kind of a way. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, from what I've heard, he probably experimented with all kinds of different ways. But um, it's just the thickness of the newspaper that has, you know, made it thick. I mean, not thick, but um, strong. Mm-hmm. I also understand in, in the article that appeared in our um, winter edition of uh, American Road Magazine, it was saying that there was a mixture of flour, water, and apple peelings that, mm-hmm. that was used to create the wall, you know, to, 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 to make the wall panels. Yeah. Yeah, he just, he just made like a little paste, mm-hmm. like wallpaper paste. Ah. And I guess apple peels are, well, you know, they are sticky if you're... You're peeling a lot of apples sure. to get to the end. <laughs> he must have gone through an awful lot of apples to make the, the coverings of the uh-huh. house. I'm sure he probably used other stuff, too. So how was it that uh, that the family then decided um, to to make this kind of a uh, a public trust or, or something that they would invite the public into? Well, it, it was the public, actually, that uh, they invited themselves in, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, the neighbors heard about this. Uh, oh, really? You hear about the guy making a house out of paper up on Pigeon <laughs> Hill Street. And, you know, people sort of would wander up and, gee, what did you do? You know, can I see? You mind if I look? And, you know, after a few years of living in this cottage with people wanting to come in and out, he just said, you know, okay. <laughs> he gave in. <laughs> you know, well, that was it. You know, they moved out. They they built a house right on the other side, not the house that I live in, but mm-hmm. a house on the other side. You know, they lived in that, and he used the paper house actually like as a workshop. I see. So he just kept on making his furniture and let people wander in and out. Oh, we're talking, by the way, about Alice F. Stenman who was the man uh, who uh, was credited with the paper house and with the furniture in with it. So uh, he then, over the years, would be adding other things to it, as you said, for instance, like furniture, which he made right. out of the paper. All the furniture, like the chairs, and there's a, a beautiful big clock as well that's made out of paper. Am I right? Yes, you're right. And it's, it's usable furniture. You can actually sit on the stools and the chairs. What was his profession? He was an engineer. He designed uh, machinery, machinery that made things out of wire, like, you know, hooks and eyes for dresses and shirts and jackets, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing, and paper clips. When did he pass away? 1942. 1942, okay, during World War II. And and when did the family then pick this up as something that, you know, was passed down as, you know, from your predecessor to you? Well... After he died, his wife just, you know, kept on with it. And uh, she passed away in 61, and my mother basically took over. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom died in 1995, and I've taken over. And you've picked it up as well. What has it been like for you to, to be the hostess, if you will, to this paper house for all these years? You know, I, I guess it's just something you get used to. You know, this paper house is sitting in your yard, and people wander <laughs> in and out. And, <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's fine. I'm talking to them. If not, they're just going on their own. We're talking, by the way, with Edward Bowden, who is the uh, great-niece of the man, Ellis Stenman, who uh, created the paper house in Rockport, Massachusetts, which is a beautiful little city north of uh, the city of Boston. That's a, it's a gorgeous place to visit. I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing that. And uh, you must have lots of tourists during the better weather. Oh, right, yeah. Well, Rockport and Gloucester um, are basically tourist right. areas. Is there somebody now in your family who will kind of carry on this uh, caretaking of the uh, the paper house? Well, I have one son, so I guess we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Has he shown interest in being the uh, caretaker of the house? Not a whole lot, but, you know, it's just one of those things. That it's, a, it's a family thing, and, you know, what are you going to do with it? You that- can't just tear it down no of course not i would i would wonder yeah. that the uh, the city of rockport or the the state of massachusetts would find some interest in this because it is a extraordinary uh structure well as far as i know i've never approached them but uh mrs stenman at one point after um you know after my uncle died uh, she did approach the town of rockport and they said, um, you know, they, they didn't want it because they'd have to find somebody to take care of it. And they didn't, you know, want to pay somebody to take care of it. And of course, you can't blame them for that either. Because basically, uh, you know, I mean, there, there are a lot of people who come to Rockport in the summer. Not too many of them manage to find their way up onto a dead-end back street where the paper house is. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a little hidden treasure there in the city of Rockport. Oh, it, it is. One of those things that was written up in this book called Off the Beaten Path. Ah, I see. Okay. And that's how people have come to find it, is Off the Beaten Path. Well, you know, yeah, it's one of those things that you don't just stumble upon because you would have no reason to be up here Mm -hmm. unless you knew that the paper house was up here. Now, by the way, I have to say that I looked at the website that is available for uh, at paperhouserockport.com. And uh, there's a map in there. That's very nicely done. The reason I mention it, and this is for the sake of our listeners as well as people who will be uh, reading the magazine too, is that if you want to find this little hidden gem, and that's a unique little house, that's a great place to go is to that website, which is paperhouserockport.com, because there's a map in there that will help you to find exactly where it is buried, uh, this little hidden hidden treasure buried in Rockport, Massachusetts. As you said, back up above the harbor and uh, on a hill, right? Right. On a little dead-end street. Well, Edna, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to uh, share with us a little bit of the background about the paper house in Rockport. And I want to wish you the very best and hope that uh, this coming year, 2015, is a good one for you. Well, let's hope so. The same to you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. And visit us at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine 
trip, itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey. <laughs>